Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. A mistake by We Energies that one man paid thousands of dollars to correct. That's the one thing we agreed on, is they did make a mistake. Contact Six finds out why this kind of bill is almost never waived. Plus, a car collided with my car. A bad car crash followed by one man's bad experience trying to claim his auto coverage. You guys got in contact with them. They called me and said the Contact Six called and what's the problem? How gap insurance is supposed to work. From the Fox 6 Studios, this is Open Record. We are investigative reporters breaking down the big stories, what it took to get them, taking you behind the scenes. It's the stuff we couldn't tell you on TV. I'm Brian Polson, and my co-hosts this week are Open Record's executive producer, Sarah Smith. Hey, Sarah. Hi. And Contact 6's Jenna Sachs. Hi, Jenna. Hi there. We are back in... A studio together for the first time in a long time, the three of us here. And it's it's kind of strange because we're not at home, you know, under blankets and whatnot. Brian but. and I broke it in last week. So we're we're good. We recorded. We're glad to have you here. Well, it's nice to like make it? eye contact. Yeah, right. Again, through Zoom, you're always kind of looking yeah. above or below the Half person. Half the time I'm checking myself out like, oh, why, why is that? <laughs> and uh, for those who, who heard last week, we have a video version of the podcast available. And you can see I'm actually wearing a suit instead of my Anytime Formal. Fitness t-shirt. Formal. That, uh, that I no one ever saw. To. Oh, no, no, that's I mean, true. No I, one, we saw You guys it saw a it lot. all the time. Yeah. I would come down to my basement in my Anytime Fitness t-shirt. With your smoothie. Because it, it's, kind of, it was, it's kind of like my bedtime t-shirt. <laughs> and so that's why that's what I would always be wearing. Uh, not because I'm fit or go to Anytime Fitness anymore. I haven't had a membership there for years. But they just got a free plug, I guess. Um, but anyway, so we're here today to talk about Contact 6 stuff. It's Contact 6 episode. And Jenna, at Contact 6, you hear from a lot of consumers who are unhappy about all kinds of billing, people who say they were wrongfully billed or overbilled, that's pretty common, right? Yeah, I think it's fair to say it's one of our bread and butter things to hear about. Um, People have issues with their medical bills, maybe their auto insurance, maybe it's they bought a product and then we're billed incorrectly for it. So a lot of the times when we're getting resolutions for people through our segment, it's a bill that was waived. And there are a couple of stories today we're going to talk about that both fall right into that category. And and I really find them relatable and I guess maybe a little troubling, too. I'm going to start checking my energy bills a little more closely. Uh, But the first one has to do with that utility companies back billing customers. There was a customer in your story who had thousands of dollars that were just suddenly taken from his account. What is this about and how did you find out about it? So we've gotten a number of complaints about back billing this year. And I've reported on this topic before a number of years ago, but we thought we should revisit it because obviously people are still confused by it when it happens to them. So you mentioned this one man, Paul in Milwaukee. He said he was very surprised when $3,500 was deducted by We Energies. Suddenly, We Energies says they called him, uh, tried to leave voicemails for him. He disputes that, but either way, it came as a surprise to him. And when he looked at his bill, he didn't really understand what had happened when he spoke with We Energies? He was told there was some sort of malfunction with his meter, and it sounds like, 
from when he reached out to us and we got more information, his meter was connected to the wrong address. So we were able to get to the bottom of it. And who did him. that? Like he didn't hook this up to the wrong address. No, right? it was like an administrative clerical error on We Energy's part. So he was underbilled for more than a year, which resulted in We Energy's back billing him for the amount that he should have paid during that time period. And it added up to quite a high number. And we should say he was on auto pay, which is why it, it came out of his account that way. But uh, he, he was kind of disturbed by the lack of notification. But again, there's dispute over how that took place. And then did he see, you know, okay, so it's one thing if you're getting your bill and clearly he was tracking his checking account or, you know, some his one of his banking accounts to see, holy cow, $3,500 came out. Were his bills, you got a chance to look at them, right? So like, were his bills fluctuating a lot or were they really like low? Not really. He did provide me with his bill and they ranged, I'd say, between like 150 and 250, depending on the month. Mm -hmm. But while other people's bills have maybe been climbing by higher numbers recently, I wouldn't say that his have, although this happened, you know, back in December, but I would say his bills seemed pretty consistent over that time period. So he didn't notice that suddenly my bill's only $50 and hey, this must be lucky for me. No, he didn't. So this, this came as quite a surprise. And, and $3,500 at one time. I mean, I think many people listening would think I wouldn't have $3,500. So he's probably fortunate he even had that to be pulled out, but I'm sure that's a shock. This is a residential customer, right? He doesn't have a business or something like that where there's some huge bill. No, he, he lives in a residential home by UWM. And he said, you're right, this could have really ruined his life if he hadn't had that money in there, could have hurt his credit score. And he said there are other people that could not have handled this if it had happened to them. It would have been too much money at once. He said, thankfully, I, I had that money. But what if I hadn't? So back billing isn't just something that We Energies comes up with or another company comes up with. This is a state law. Yes. So Wisconsin law states that if a utility, whether it's gas or electric or water, underbills you for a period of time, up to two years, they have to follow through and get that paid for. So basically, if there was a mistake made by the utility, they they are obligated under the law, they would say, to go back and bill you for your accurate usage. Which really just strikes me that for you as a utility consumer, you've really got to pay close attention to those bills because in the end, you are responsible for the energy you use, even if the energy company messes up on how they build you for that. Right. And we energies would say this is a good reminder about why you need to be reviewing your bills when they come in your statements. It may not be the most exciting mail to open, but you should open it and take a look and also make sure your contact information is current because that seems to have played into Paul's situation. Well, because how often do you just, I see, I admittingly, you know, like I'll see my email that just says your energy bill's ready. Here's what it is. And I just, okay, man, it, it gets paid, you know? So I don't really, it just makes me think after seeing this, like, oh, I better just kind of click on it, click through it. It takes a couple minutes, but it could end up, you know, making a difference. So there's Paul who, you know, had to back, it was back billed and had to pay. But then we also were introduced to another person in that story, Amy. What's her story? Amy had a really unusual situation because very rarely are these waves billed. Almost never. We spoke with the Public Service Commission that oversees utilities in the state. They investigate complaints and they said very rarely are these bills waived. Uh, we spoke with Amy in Kenosha. So what happened is she moved into a new house in September. And in April, she got this 
very surprising letter from We Energies saying that her electricity was going to be turned off, and they asked if she was doing some demo work at her home. And when she spoke with We Energies over the phone, they were under the impression that her house was vacant because they had only been billing her for gas and not for electricity. Meanwhile, she's been using electricity this whole time. And she was told there could be a, a back bill coming. And she was fearful of that, thinking it would be a high number going back to September for all of her electricity. And she reached out to us seeing if there was anything that could be done. And when we spoke to We Energies, they said, we've never seen something like this in house before. It's very rare. But what happened was a clerical error that made a difference in her case. She never had a bill date entered into their system. So there was no start date for her billing for her electric. There was no home connected to that account and they can't go back in time and enter that bill date. They can only start from here and go forward. So actually she got off the hook for right. the electricity she's used. So that was a clerical error that played in her favor. Yes, and it was emphasized to us time and time again that that is very rare. We Energies would say that back billing in general is rare when you consider that they have millions of customers throughout the state. But in this case, it was one of those few cases where they said, actually, we, we can't bill you for that. I don't think it's good to know in general that it's rare until it's you, right? And then yeah. not, not very rare because it's your case. Do right. they? Do you ever get the point where, oh, I shockingly, I've overpaid for any utilities. Do they ever go, hey, here's a, we're going to cut you a check? That would be in the form of credit. So, yes, it has to be accurate billing. And we mentioned the Public Service Commission earlier. They oversee this um, through the state, and they only had 34 contacts about uh, back billing this year when we contacted them. So not a huge number of complaints. Last year, they had about 70 uh, people who had reached out with questions or complaints. So that's not a huge number. We consider the you know millions of people in the state who are using utilities, but at the same time, do people go to their public service commission or do they talk about it with their utility and try to set up a payment plan, which we should point out you're entitled to get a payment plan. So you suddenly owe $3,500 if you, and I know there's disputes over whether the communication was actually done in advance in Paul's case, but if you find out in advance they're going to, that you owe $3,500 in back bill, you could set up a payment plan as opposed to having them withdraw a huge chunk of money right out of your account. Absolutely. If you knew about it in advance and Paul's, you know, an interesting case because he had the auto pay. He did get $400 applied to his bill from the Keep Wisconsin Warm Fund. That's a nonprofit that provides energy assistance and We Energies gives a few million dollars to that every year. So they applied that to his account, but he doesn't feel like 400 is that great of a, a drop in his bill considering it was 3,500. Well, it really strikes me though, is if you have a bill and you know, or you get a sense they're not charging me enough. If you have that thought of maybe I'll get away with it, maybe I'll never have to pay this, you're really better off reporting it, it sounds like, because if you let it go, eventually you're going to be responsible. It will probably catch up with you at some point. And We Energies actually has a way of detecting back at their headquarters whether there's something abnormal about your billing. It's not like a utility worker has to come out and work on your meter to discover there's a problem. They track trends there and they can pick out the anomalies and figure out there's probably something wrong with this account. Yeah, it definitely used to be where they'd have to walk around, you know, like right. and jot down numbers and do it kind of more manually. Than... And they still do some of yeah. that, but they don't need it exclusively. Right, right. And in the end, if you have a concern about how you're being... Yeah. Back build, you can go to the Public Service Commission and file a complaint. 
Yes, I guess the key would be if it's more than two years, maybe you could get that bill waived because they can't back bill you more than two years under the law. But if it's usage that you used, even if it wasn't the mistake that led to you being underbilled, you still have to pay for it. I feel it. like over the years, you've gotten a lot of these where people are, there's a dispute over, did I really use what they say I used? I know with the yes. water ones we've we talked about in the past, the there have been real mysteries, but. Yeah, we've done stories about people who had bills for Olympic-sized swimming pools worth of water usage, yeah. and they didn't know how it came about. They still had to pay them. Well, the next story starts with a car crash, and it ends with a new car. But what happened in between had a man named Marlon Roberson reaching out to Contact 6. Jenna, uh, tell us a little bit about what happened with Marlon and what gap coverage is, how it plays a role here. This is another one we'd gotten a few complaints about this year, and it caught our attention because we hadn't gotten complaints about gap coverage before. So Marlon was in a car accident, and at the time of the accident, his insurance paid out the value of his car. The problem was that Marlon still owed more on his auto loan than the value of his car. So gap coverage is supposed to cover that gap, the gap between the value and the remainder of your loan. And he said it was slow going and he needed that money because he needed a car to get to work. He's a bus driver for the city and he could not buy that car until he had the $5,000 he was expecting in gap coverage. So he had the gap coverage. Yes, he bought it as part of his auto loan. So when he went to the dealership, bought the car, sat down, signed all the papers, he paid $900 for gap coverage and it was bundled along with a number of things into his auto loan. That's not the only way you can get gap coverage. You can also go through an insurance provider and then pay per term, maybe $20 or $30 per term and people in the insurance industry would say that's the more cost effective way to go but not everybody can do that so those are the two different ways you could go about getting gap coverage and there are certain situations where it makes sense to get it if you buy a new car especially because your car drops in value 20 percent about once you drive it off the lot for the first time and what if you get in a car accident right away that might be a situation where gap coverage factors in, or maybe you buy a newer car or you have a, a low down payment. Those are other situations where it makes sense. Although insurance people will say it always makes sense. What about, what about Marlon's, the credit acceptance who he had this gap coverage through? This was an interesting part of the story. And Marlon would say, actually in the long run, he kind of benefited financially from how things played out. So Marlon got his loan from something called credit acceptance and they offer auto loans to people who have poor credit history in exchange for higher interest rates. So Marlon's APR was 23%. So over mm, time he was high. paying a yeah. he was paying a lot more than his down payment on this vehicle. So he during the process of having that original loan was making all of his payments on time and over that time he built up his credit rating which credit acceptances say would say that's what we're for right we're, we're here to help you get a loan build up your credit and after he got his gap coverage after we reached out to credit acceptance and they quickly sent him that money he was able to go out and get a new car uh, and he went through Educators Credit Union this time because he has a better credit rating, and he was able to get a much lower APR, so he is happy that he's no longer paying that 23%. Well, obviously the key is he has this new car that had he not had gap insurance, and I know there was concern with how quickly it was all transpiring and you were able to help with that, but had he not had it at all, that $5,000 gap between what he was being reimbursed and what he still owed 
probably would have been a real hindrance in getting a new car, right? Absolutely. He couldn't do it until he had that coverage and he knew it had been taken care of. And a lot of people know that if you don't have a vehicle, it's kind of a snowball effect, the impact on your life. If you can't get to work, if you can't get your kids to school, if you can't get to doctor's appointments, it can have a huge impact if you can't uh, get a car for a period of time. And my wife would tell you she knows I'm a skeptic with a lot of these things. And I think, ah, you don't need this and you don't need that. But when I hear this, especially now we know the price of cars has gone up, both new cars and used cars. And I imagine more and more people are financing greater amounts of that. Yes. Because you can only come up with so much of a down payment. Does that increase the need for this kind of thing when you're financing a substantial portion of the car's value to begin with? Yeah, we, we spoke with the Insurance Institute about that. They were a group we interviewed for this story, and they said, yes, you know, given the price of cars right now, it makes even more sense if you're not making a larger down payment for a vehicle that, car, you know, costs more. Yeah, I could see where this would be more beneficial for people if they got into an accident within the first year or two where it hasn't quite evened out yet. One of the things I, I think about with this is, you know, and I talked to you about this, Jenna, before that I read your story, watch your story, and then I go online and start searching for things. And I find all of these charts that are out there that show sort of the time progression. And I'm a data guy, so I love this. But you talked about your car dropping in value right away when you drive it off the lot, but your loan goes down incrementally, you know, each payment you make. So in that early period, your car's value is lower than how much you owe, but over time it catches up. Right. There's a there's a break even point somewhere. Maybe it's a few years in. I don't know exactly where that is. I'm sure it depends on all sorts of factors. Yeah. But what I wonder is with gap insurance, do you get gap insurance? Can you get it just at the beginning when you have the gap and then it goes away? Do you pay for it for the life of the loan? Or do you even really know the answer because you don't work for, you know, an insurance company? Well, it didn't factor into Marlon's case because he owed so much more on his car still. So he had a long way to go till he got to that point. So I didn't look into that part of it. So I'm not sure I'm comfortable answering that question, you know, on the record, but I would suspect it has something to do with the policy term that you sign up for. Well, I've got means it's a good time for us to go off the record. This is the part of the podcast where we get a little casual, have a little fun by answering a question for which we have not prepared. And there is one person here who's prepared for that we question. We get a little casual. She, we are formal right now. You are I formal. Am, I am more formal. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go back to this. We, we talked about there being a video version of this. I'll say more about this later. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, you can see us. And I am wearing a suit today because I, I have interviews to do out yes. in the field. But I feel overdressed for the podcast. Yeah. I mean, um, you probably could have lost the code, but you know what? We're well, already no. here. So, okay. So here's the thing you start thinking about when things are visual. Oh, I have a white, the white. It's white. All it's right. It's all white. I'm going to mess with I'm Kale's new. irises and I didn't want yeah. it. So I thought the jacket would tone that you're down. fine all right i'll stop so if you're listening right now imagine me wearing uh an unnecessary <laughs> he looks like a waiter <laughs> made a d <laughs> uh so all right what do you have for us today sarah <laughs> aren't you so glad i'm here okay Ahem. name something that is one thousand percent worth the money one thousand percent worth the money you do not mind paying a lot for it or just paying for it in general I thought of, you know, it took me a second because I'm like, what? What's my answer? Because I feel like you guys would have to think about it. So I thought of two things. One, Amazon Prime. (laughs) Because the amount of things I order, the shipping would just, anyway. So I would, my first is Amazon Prime. The second, um, my kids don't at school, my kids are both in elementary school. They don't do a lot of hot lunches. They they just don't care for that, which is fine because then I don't pay for it. But, um... 
Free packaged snacks. Yes. Make packing lunches every single day and now coming into summer are, camp time. What are your go-to pre-packaged snacks? Uh, flavor blasted goldfish. Yes. Um, animal crackers. Um, little like mini cookies. Um, so you get them in like the boxes of yes, large things. And then just, where it's like 12 in a yeah. pack or I don't know, just like fruit by the foot. All these things where I'm like, ka-chunk, ka-chunk, you know, and I throw mm-hmm. it. Now there are some, you know, to chop up fresh veggies or fruit and stuff, but in general, it's like grab, grab, grab. And then I don't have to bag it all up. And so you don't like I to spend say, your Sundays with Ziploc bags. You know, just mm, my husband's packing. like, you know, I'm sure there are still I, a lot of Ziploc bags. In yeah, the, probably. But and my husband did say, you know, you should on Sundays just prepackage all this stuff. And I'm like, conversation. Oh, you yeah. should. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh he, he and Dave, Dave Machuda, our editor, is <laughs> very much a you should guy, which so he'll laugh at that. But yes, it. Yes. Should I be doing that on Sundays? Yes. Have I at all in the school year is almost over? No. <laughs> so I will say pre-packaged snacks are worth maybe the extra dollar that I'm probably paying to have them in pre-packaging. I completely agree. I'm sure that the trash people in the environmentalists will be like, so much garbage. You won't do it forever. No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely it's not. It's fine. My no, son's only in first grade. Lots you know, of school left. My, uh, my son used to like to eat the... Uh, what are those uh, the Uncrustables? Oh, yeah. Uh, hazelnut Uncrustables, which is basically Ooh, Nutella, right? That sounds so so good, it's basically yeah. just chocolate and some bread. And some bread. But, but he, he didn't want the crusts, and the Uncrustables yeah. are real nice. And I would buy those, you know, the, they would have big boxes of those yes. at Meyer or wherever else yep. had those. And then I started realizing this is, they're just so simple. I know. I could make these. So I, f- I found on Amazon a little oh. Uncrustable maker. Yes. It's a little, you just basically, yep. you put the pieces of bread together. You put there's a square that, that you press into the to the bread yes. that cuts out the crusts, and then another Excellent. one you put yes, it, it pinches the edge, yeah. seal, seals it. And so I was so excited that I found this, and I started making all of these uncrustables in yes. advance, homemade ones, and putting them in the freezer. And I'm not kidding you. Probably two weeks after I did that, he stopped wanting them at all. Yes. And I thought maybe <laughs> it's just because mine aren't as good. No. Went back and bought more uncrustables. No, just stopped eating them no, entirely. That's that might that happens at our house where they're like i love fill in the blank snack so what you do i do i buy a hundred or whatever yeah. and then they're like mm, i don't like these anymore because they keep coming back in the lunch and i'm like did you not have time to eat this or do you just not like i just don't eat it anymore oh, I'm i sorry. just don't I, yeah that's not my preference no I, so in terms of yes. things that i think are worth the money that yes. i go i know it's a lot but I'll, i mean you mentioned prime and i don't know if it, it used to feel like it was worth more because you got everything in in two days and now maybe things don't come in two days like they used to or whatever it was um although the other day i got something that came the same day and it freaked me out yeah i I once got it in a blizzard and (laughs) it was a totally non-essential item that arrived at like peak blizzard hour and i felt so bad like i really (laughs) i wish i I know like but for me it's uh and this is again now i I talk about the anytime fitness shirt and you're gonna think like brian must be a fitness guru i'm absolutely (laughs) not but beach body on demand. Okay. So we got that. And you <laughs> laugh about it. Why are you laughing about I'm that? I'm picturing you doing tapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, so beach like body on staff. demand is well, so it's not tapes. It's oh, it's not. No, it's it's on like it's an app on your smart TV and got it. You you log in and you can you can play the videos. What I like is so I had years ago, my wife bought me one of the insanity things oh, and yeah. I did it all the way through and it was miserable Insane. and I did not look yeah. at the end like the people in the videos look, <laughs> What? Um, but Money back. it was, it was, it, they're good exercises. And I like that you yeah. can do them at home without taking the time to yeah. go to the gym and the locker room and yeah. we have busy lives. Right. Um, and, and I have a treadmill in my basement that I never, I hate running on the treadmill. Mm-hmm. I just do. So in the winter it's great. But what, what I found with the, the insanity videos was they're the same thing over and over. I don't know if anybody listening has used 
any of the Sean T insanity things, Sean T's great, but you hear him say the same things over and over again, and I want to punch <laughs> the my same television. words of encouragement. And yeah, and and so you can do it if Sean T is listening. <laughs> Sean, I mean, Sean T, God bless you. You have a great program, but man, hearing the same lines over and over again. I mean, there's times I'm as I'm doing the exercise, I say things like, you know, get the legs back there, Tim, because I know he's about to say it. But with the Beach Body on demand. Oh. All of their products are available on demand. So you can go from this workout to that mm-hmm. workout and try different. So variety, the spice of life, yes. right? Okay. Um, so that's, yeah. Worth and then, the and money. then I put my anytime fitness shirt on and show up for the mm-hmm. podcast. <laughs> and drink your smoothie. But well, it's an annual thing that comes up and it's like, it's like Amazon Prime. All yeah. of a sudden you go, oh, that was that again. Uh-huh. But it came up so again last year. it's an last, annual subscription? It's an annual subscription. Okay. okay. And, and, it, and it came up last year and all of a sudden I saw the bill come on because it's an auto pay. Oh, yeah. And I had that moment of like, ah, oh, but yeah. then I realized that's exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Totally worth the The convenience, money. yeah. Worth the money, so. So I quickly thought of an answer to this because every spring, so I did this recently, I indulge and I get a, a, my car detailed. Oh, yes. And it's pricey. Yes. I have kids and there's crumbs and sand and little tiny rocks everywhere. Yes. And it feels so good Mm -hmm. to take out the car seats and have everything just cleaned top to bottom. It's such a good feeling to get in that car. And like two days ago, we were driving and my daughter goes, oh, I have sand in my shoe. And then she said, no, it's on the floor. <laughs> cool. my, my heart broke yeah. a little bit. But I think if I didn't do that every year as like a gift to myself. Yes. And it's it's not cheap. Right. But it's, it's so worthwhile when you get in a clean car. Because I'm someone like if my space isn't clean, my yes. head is in a jumble and I don't like mess. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't avoid it really. But like once a year. My car is beautiful for like it's so good. It feels yeah. almost like think, a new no car, car in the car. Yeah. That's the rule for like a month, 16 and minutes. Then and then it breaks, it breaks down. Uh-huh. Yeah. After that, I, I have to say this wasn't any of our answers, but I wondered if anyone would say house cleaning service because I, yeah, I've never I thought done about it. that too. No, me neither. I've never done it. And I always think to myself, if I did, I wonder if I would go, oh, that was totally worth the money. Yeah. I never have because I'm sure it's expensive and it's ongoing. And I, I, I just, you know. I find the time or my house is just a mess. And sometimes well, it's just a mess. That's just the reality. Well, but. there's things that like you don't do. Like the tub. Yes. How often are, do you clean the yes. tub as often as you should or clean the floors? The floorboards even. Like I look at those and I'm like, when's the last time I wiped those down? You know what the greatest invention is though when it comes to house cleaning is wireless earbuds. Oh, yeah. Bluetooth earbuds because yeah. I'll listen to things. And the funny thing is I have both earbuds in and I put the the, the ANC, the noise canceling, and I can't hear what's going on around me. And so I'm I'm cleaning away happily in my own little world and someone comes to tell me something or tap me on the shoulder. And there's that instinct of like, what? It's yes. not their fault, no. but I'm in my own little world. And that's in the zone. That's the way I clean. The I house. will co-sign on Jenna because over the weekend, it was really nice outside. The kids were really like, yeah, we should wash cars. So my husband and I pull our cars in the yard. We're washing them. We clean the windows. We vacuum. We pulled out the mats. I was sore the next day. I bet. What? <laughs> what is this world? Like, so... Again, I would also probably spend the money after the afternoon. And also the kids, they thought it was cute to clean one car and then it was time to do my husband's. And they're like, I'm good. I'm going to go play. I'm glad you went first. Me too. I used to clean my parents' car, like, you know, on the somewhat regular. Yeah. They'd probably dispute that. They don't listen. It was like half. I'm just hearing this now and hearing husbands, if you're listening, car detailing. What a gift. Yeah, what a gift. Think about that. I didn't hear anybody say kitchen knives. Oh, yes. Hi, Kale. Oh, hey, Kale. Yeah. You're the chef in the group. Kitchen knives. Dude, a good 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 chef knife, a good carver, a good 
uh, paring, paring knife. knife. Yes. yes. Well, that's especially because you and your wife are tremendous cooks. Yes. Um, and so even more so, you need to have the right tools, I imagine. You... Trying to cut uh, up an onion yes. with a crappy knife is yes. probably the worst thing in the world. And you don't realize how bad the knife is. So you're struggling yes. and you're like, no, this is not good. You know, it's cutting it, but it's not doing it well. And then you get a sharp knife and you kind of want to cry a little bit. Not because of the onion, but you're like, mm-hmm. this is amazing. I was it's cutting like butter. I was cutting peppers yesterday, like red and, you know, like yeah. bell peppers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, on the on the outside skin, it's thicker and it's harder. Yeah, and I yeah. had a not sharp knife oh. and I, I was literally having to press until it like snapped oh, through. Brian, also that's turn the pepper over no i know yeah. i usually oh. do but i was trying oh, on the back side okay. with a couple of them and that's when i realized oh, this okay. knife is not sharp enough and kale probably would have yeah. would have thrown my knife in the garbage immediately. yeah Dave, dave's gonna love this this is the longest off the record segment in a long time I, isn't it you know what good you're question. welcome good question if you have a topic you would like us to discuss in the off the record segment if you have an issue you think we should investigate for Fox 6 News, send us an email to fox6investigators at fox.com. Jenna, thanks for being on our first video podcast with you as part of the team. I am always happy to be here. And of course, Sarah, thank you for being here as always. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Served that one up with a real Same. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> as always, thank you to the people who make this podcast possible. Of course, executive producer Sarah Smith, our editor Dave Machuda, our chief photographer and technical director extraordinaire, Kale Zimney with the sharp knives. Remember, <laughs> Open Record is available on video as well. You can find it on Fox 6's YouTube channel, on the on fox6now.com, and eventually soon the Fox Local app. Last week I said it was already available there. I'm told that has not yet launched. So if you went looking for it, that's on me, mea culpa, but it will soon That's be Brian launching. Dot That's right. Soon be launching through Apple TV, Fire TV, Android TV, and eventually, I believe, Roku as well. Uh, in the meantime, you can also, of course, listen to the audio version wherever you download your favorite podcasts. With that, I'm Brian Polson. We'll be back next week.